0: Hello and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of March 29th, 2017. I'm Jen.
1: I'm Alex. And I'm David.
0: <laughs> so, uh, this week, uh, we will have a special guest with us for the second part of the show. Uh, we'll have Rob from our Stasis Pod podcast. Who is our big resident Tom Scioli fan? Uh he'll be talking about the Transformers vs. G.I. Joe movie adaptation annual special issue thing. Uh otherwise we will be saving the other comics from this week for next week, uh, in part because we've got various uh flu bugs and stuff going around here. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're not up to Very... like an hour long show this week. Yep.
1: Varying levels of sniffles and sore throat. <laughs>
2: I am looking forward to talking with him about the most adaptation, iteration, piece of media since Street Fighter the Movie the Game. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's that's pretty good. I forgot that was a thing, but uh, I I remember now. That's pretty great. Uh, So to start out with, uh, we've got a little news. Uh, Suddenly, a wild box set has appeared. Uh, The uh, chaos crazy.
2: on Velocitron. Yes,
0: chaos on Velocitron. Uh, the and also set, a Toys R Yes, <laughs> uh, the big box set. Uh, the pictures have been, you know, had been being shared of of uh with Nautica and the diecast Rodimus head and uh quick switch six shot Sun quick switch. Uh, I don't know if any of the the stuff included with it confirms that he is in fact Sixshot's son, but the G1 commercials said that he was Sixshot's yeah, son. I,
1: they come with bio cards, but I didn't actually read the scans of that. Wait, uh, what exactly is diecast on Rodimus? Because I I hear it mentioned it's got diecast, and then when somebody got it, it's like, oh, that's a pointless piece of diecast. What is him diecast? The face.
0: Yeah, I was oh. going to say I'm pretty sure it's just the face, because that's the only part that doesn't really have any joints that would have any problems.
1: Yeah, it kind
0: of makes sense. It's I mean, it is why? really <laughs> it is really neat how the Titan Masters have that, you know, the way they're assembled, you have that face part that you can just swap around and do stuff like that with. Yeah. But I, I don't know, maybe they figure if you're paying $100 for a box set, you're the sort of person who might appreciate a die-cast head.
2: I'm thinking it might just be, uh, they want to experiment with getting back into using diecast for toys again, and this was a small thing they could do to experiment with it.
0: Maybe. Like
2: a I super guess. dry run. So, yeah.
0: so yes, these are showing up at Toys R Us. Uh, now of course, the, the internet, I'm sure half the internet says already that it is, it's Toys R Us exclusive then because people like to think that whenever something shows up at some place, it's going to be exclusive to that place. It, uh,
1: well, is, is Metroplex and, like, Fort Max and those things, were they Toys R Us exclusive? I've, I've only ever seen them at Toys R Us.
0: I, I think that's the thing, is that it's not that they're Toys R Us exclusive, it's just that Toys R Us is one of the few stores that'll actually commit to having them. Like, I'm pretty certain I saw... Like a Metroplex at, at my Target, which, you know, they were purchased oh. and then never restocked. Uh, I know at some point, uh, there was, uh, I know there were pictures of some of the combiner box sets, uh, being on sale, being like on clearance at Target. Uh, so I think it's really just a matter of Toys R Us being the only chain that's willing to, you know, order them in Sufficient quantities that any one you go to is likely to have that. Uh, wow. So, yeah, it's it's not it's certainly not going to be a Toys R Us exclusive, but you know, just like with Metroplex and Fort Max and a lot of other you know high end collectible type Transformers stuff, your best bet is going to be Toys R Us as far as you know stores actually stocking it. Uh, and of course there's always the option of, of waiting a few months for them to show up at TJ Maxx for $40. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if that happens. Uh, now this, this being the first one, it may not do that. Uh, you may have to wait for, for the tail enders. <laughs> uh, additionally, there was a big bunch of movie stuff out. Uh there was a a Transformers the Last Night Super Fan Event. Uh, and if you want the full rundown uh from TF Wiki, uh there Greg Zeppelak uh went there and wrote a whole little article on there, so just look up uh the last night super fan event on there. Uh we will not go into the spoilers because I really feel like that's something that, that you have to leave into a little bit a little bit more. Uh but they're a- after a part saying, Hey, there's spoilers after this uh there is talk of, you know, what what happened in the chunk of the movie that they showed. Uh so that's you know, that's that's really cool of them to, to do that sort of thing. Have the you know, have have the fans kind of catered to a little bit like that. Uh so yeah, that's that's a pretty cool thing to read up on. Uh looks like they had a lot of props and stuff. Uh yeah, there's there's not a whole lot new to talk about that isn't really a spoiler. Uh
2: there's a character named Cogman.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's yeah, there, new there and not that. especially spoilerish, but uh yes. There is a character yeah, that's named in posters and some, Cogman. Some It was a
1: video or something. Is it? What like Cogman? Sure, sure, Michael Bay whatever.
0: Somebody was saying, I think it was, uh, I think it was Greg was saying that he's voiced by, like, someone who played the uh, the butler on Downton Abbey. Yes. <laughs> so he's really, like, steampunky. Oh. Which, you know, that, that could be interesting. We'll, we'll see if he then ends up, like, dying horribly and his part's used as a rocket pack at the end. Like, I don't know, the last old character. <laughs> But, uh,
1: I, I didn't pay attention to most of it. The only two bits of information about it that amused me were uh, Barricade has a new tattoo on, well, tampo on his car that says, keep calm and hail Megatron. Uh, Yay, new memes. And, and, that's uh, the oldest meme. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And the other thing was uh, Michael Bay has new puppies that wanted to be petted real bad. Aw,
0: puppies. All the doggos. All the doggos. <laughs> Uh, and and he Old also puppies. said that apparently Hot Rod like just can't not have a French accent, so I guess he's more Gambit than Phantom X. So
2: yeah, and it's interesting to hear him talk about creative process, even if secondhand.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I would definitely suggest his his Twitter as being worth checking out there, because uh, he had a bunch of stuff about it. Uh, so. Uh, and we uh retweeted him over the weekend a little bit so you can always go to the icon ug twitter and uh pull up his his tweets from there and follow that thread uh, but yeah just go to the wiki and get as many spoilers as you feel like getting uh so you don't have to lunge to turn on your screen on your your phone and find the pause button and then try to skip ahead to where the spoilers end so yep. we're not going to spoil we- you <laughs>
2: Would it be too difficult to put a link in the show notes? It's kinda hard to discover from the TF Wiki main page. Yes, I
0: will I will also put a link to it in the show notes.
2: And maybe someday we can get out to Universal Studios and ride the Transformers ride. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do they have it at Florida yet?
2: I believe they do.
0: Okay. Oh.
1: Florida's closer.
0: I mean, yeah, I'd well I'd rather go to California just because the humidity in Florida is horrible. It's so I bad. think I have relatives in Florida. <laughs> I
2: used you to always remember. go to the original in Singapore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, uh, it's just the, the time that BotCon was down there. I, I just remember coming out of the airport. And it was in like August, so it was the worst. But just stepping out, the air, out of the airport at like 1030 at night and immediately being drenched in sweat. Because it was just... Oh, ah, it was so filled bad.
1: with regret.
0: Yes, so, so let's-
1: A weekend of not going outside, if at all possible, and yet you had to go outside to get from one building to another.
0: I wish that uh... I had brought more changes of clothes. It's not great. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, you know, that's pretty cool that they did that. Uh, so, before we get to the comic book talk, uh, David, you have some stuff that you wanted to say about a video game.
1: Oh, uh, incidental, yeah, um, the most recent Super Robot Wars game is in English, kind of, there's the Asian version released in Singapore and various other countries in the South Pacific that it's English, there's a translation, although it's a little wonky, but hey, it's finally Super Robot Wars in English, and because it includes various robot series... um, but they've never had Transformers in it before, although they've had uh, various other Brave series that we've done Stasis Pods about, if you know, Yeah. And some of those Brave series reused Transformers models and actually yes, okay. repainted toys for some of the lines, but this is the first one to actually have a Transformer redeco in it. Two of them, well, yeah, two of them. The uh, Sonic Bomber and Die Atlas are in Super Robot Wars V as enemy units from, uh, Might Gain, the Brave Train series. So I've blown up a few of them.
0: Yay! Huzzah! A... Yes, I guess as a, as a real brief, uh, background for those not familiar with it uh the brave shows were what takara did after they stopped doing G1 uh so they're they're sort of transformer cousins in a way uh and so they did have some stuff uh they had some character designs they reused and and yeah some of those were late G1 stuff like sonic bomber so so yay! Repainted Sonic bomber. Uh so I guess you you said it's just in English as like an incidental market thing. It's not like actually an American release of it.
1: No, it it's not an official you have to import it from somewhere else. But <laughs> well, since I pre ordered it, it wasn't that easy to get. The, the place I got it from is sold out right now. But it's mm-hmm. probably still out there somewhere. Or um you can download it, I think, but you have to You'd probably have to log into Singapore's version of PlayStation Network to get it.
0: You'd probably have to make an account in Singapore's yeah. version of PlayStation Network. Well,
1: I had to make an account from Singapore anyway to get the free DLC for it, which wasn't really that ah. hard. But I don't know the so. conversion rate because it's, it's in a currency that I don't know. <laughs> so I haven't gotten the paid DLC yet.
0: Oh, Okay. I was going to say you would know about how much it converted to by how much came out of your bank account, but I guess if you haven't actually bought it then <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, not yet.
1: Uh
2: one sing one US dollar equals about a buck forty Singapore dollars. So
1: Oh. Okay. One sing um, I think something was like two forty. So uh whatever. That
0: well <laughs> money dollars. So, yeah, if you really hate Sonic Bomber and you want to beat up hi Ryu, isn't it?
1: He, uh, uh, yeah, Hi-Ryu. The, oh, the, the guy piloting Sonic, well, it's built by a mad scientist, but the a guy pilots it named Joe, and he changes the name from Sonic to Hi-Ryu, which means something <laughs> dragon. I forget what it was. But Joe's full name is Joe Rival,
0: I remember that because I actually had a toy of that, like the Korean release that I had to research enough to put on eBay last year. Uh, and, yeah, I saw <laughs> Joe Rival.
1: Yeah. <laughs> later on in the game, Get I think it. he joins the party. So w- when he gets to die, Atlas, I think. Ah. Uh, it's just Joe Rival. And, and there, there's... A repaint in there that's in Insecticon colors that I did not know existed. And I don't. I'm not sure it's mentioned on the wiki,
0: Huh. or if
1: it was mentioned in passing. Yeah, it, it's neat because oh, it, it it looks cooler in Insecticon colors, and I want it, but of, they never of actually. Sonic it.
0: bomber or
1: yeah, of Sonic bomber.
0: Huh? Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I don't recall ever. T- I mean, admittedly, it doesn't help that Brave is. I mean, most of the Brave series are very poorly documented at this point. Uh, I mean, kind we talked of, yeah. on, on Stasis Pod how Gal Gygar was like, I happened to have some of the DVDs from the, the American release that was like yeah. barely completed. So... it wasn't completed. The the
1: TV series release was completed. We never got Gal Geiger final, which is more awesome, which were the OVA versions. But yes, Gal Geiger is the only the only Brave series we've gotten in America in any form. And the other series are just. eh. But um, if anyone's interested, appears it appears as though most of Mike Gain is on YouTube.
0: Oh well, in fan sub form. So yeah, it's maybe there are actually like bad. Re- references for it. Now, I I will say I did see uh, part of the Gal Geiger, uh OVA at one point because I used to have this uh this shop nearby. I'm I'm sure I probably mentioned this when we did the episode for Stasis Pod yeah. that just had like you could just rent fan subs of things on VHS. Uh, Which is
1: still the weirdest thing. <laughs>
0: I know, it's so great. I need to scan my membership card. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> they, they put a, they put a cute girl on it because I was the cute girl who came in the store. You know, the one cute girl who came in the store <laughs> because I was 19. Uh, but, uh, it had the most dramatic card swiping scene that I have ever seen in my life. It's pretty great. Uh, so yeah, that's, that is, you know, it's, it's an interesting little side note. Uh so now we will go ahead and uh talk to our friend Rob from as I as I mentioned our Stasis Pod podcast where we've been talking about Beast Wars, etc. Uh as you may recall, he is our resident I guess Tom Scioli whisperer here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh tell us about this uh this movie annual thing.
3: Okay, so uh, the, the, the previous, uh, you know, Transformers vs. G.I. Joe series, that ran 13 issues plus a couple extra bits, zero issue, bits in free comic book day issues, etc. And, uh, Amcioli is a big fan of movie adaptations of comic books. Now, this, this is kind of, or, er, or er, sorry, comic book adaptations of movies, rather.
0: I'm, I'm thinking that this is like the classic late 70s, like, 2001, a space odyssey sort or of Or Star
3: Trek Wrath of Khan. Or or, uh, or that alien uh, book that Walt Simonson did. Ooh. Ooh. Or, I mean, pr- probably most, probably, what was probably the biggest selling uh, movie adaptation of all time, uh, Marvel Star Wars. Well, yes. Oh, yeah. The first, I think, six issues, which... Uh, six, were, wow. Where I think may... Yeah, six, they split the movie to six issues. That's... Jeez. I mean, part of it is that they use some bits that aren't in the finished movie, like that bit uh, at the beginning where Luke is meeting with his lame Tatooine friends. Oh
1: yeah, when <laughs> they call him Wormy.
3: Yeah, and I don't think they've even released that on DVD. So I, that
1: I think it is actually on probably like the ultimate versions or
3: something. Okay, because I know it wasn't available for years, and the only place you could get it was either the Marvel Comics adaptation or the novelization.
0: Ah. Uh-huh. The, the footage and so is out
3: there somewhere now. Anyway. Yeah. So, so Scioli is a big fan of those books, and it's kind of a lost art now, although Marvel is doing adaptations for the new Star Wars movies. And oh, so, actual adaptations. And so he decided to adapt, uh, Transformers vs. G.I. Joe, uh, into a comic book, uh, movie adaptation, even though there is no movie of Transformers vs. G.I. Joe.
1: Which, which is, I love that idea more than this actual book.
3: So in Same. his brain, he has created the movie that, 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 that they would make in. That they would make out of his thirteen issue series, and then he has condensed that movie into a comic book adaptation.
0: <laughs> is that how this is? Okay, I thought I figured this was just like, you know, he he made up a movie. I didn't realize it was actually based on the uh, the original series that he did too.
3: Yes. And it's very condensed, and there are some details that are changed to make it more cinematic. Like there's a whole, like there's sub. You don't see the quintessons in this. Uh, there's no Autobot power struggles. Um, um,
1: Earth isn't destroyed.
3: Earth, the Earth is not destroyed, nor is it later revealed to have not been destroyed, and then transforms into a robot.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh that, yeah.
2: It, I feel like he kind of missed the mark on what he set out to do. Reading it, it felt less like a movie comic adaptation, where, like you were talking about, they kind of have the opportunity to spread their legs a little and include material that got cut from the movie. mm -hmm. This felt more like a a comic book adaptation of last time on X-Men for the season finale of (laughs) X-Men. I mean, part of that yeah. is, that,
3: you know, that, that Star Wars, I, a lot of those movie adaptations were like big graphic novels. This is a you know, somewhat oversized issue. And there's no, quite a lot of back matter in it.
1: It's only 20 pages though. Yes. Well, the back matter... The back matter, oh, the back matter was amazing. Yes. The, the, the back matter is better than the comic. The, to me it felt like it was like, it was a Cliff Notes version of the storyboards of a movie.
3: And I will also note here, that this is pure Scioli. The, uh, series was co-written by, uh, John Barber, whose duties I basically imagine were to translate Scioli's thoughts into human language. <laughs> <laughs> this is also, he, he did the lettering, he did the logo on the cover that is hand-drawn. Oh, which is nice. And yeah, so we open up with something similar to what we saw. Like, I can see how this would be a movie, how you... Much like, actually, those Michael Bay movies, which Scioli is a noted fan of. Huh? Uh, If anybody has not read it, I recommend looking up his review of Transformers Age of Extinction, which ran on Comics Alliance. Mm -hmm. Uh, He... I'm not sure that Michael Bay intended many of the things he read into the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But it's amazing. I... The way his mind works is fascinating to me.
2: <laughs> they they should put him in the Raiders' room team for the Transformers
3: movies. Oh man, I'd be amazing. <laughs> so yeah, this much like uh, I guess I think definitely, um, Revenge of the Fallen has like a prologue that takes place in ancient times. And, yeah, and so this and so does this with uh, Aberneth, the hawk helmed scion of Jotunheim. The man who fought along the old gods in their final terrible war. Which is the yeah, the ancient ancestor of Duke uh fighting alongside Transformers uh against Destro. Because there was another man who sold his soul in exchange for the magics of evil gods the gods of destruction, lies, and deception. Oh. When the old gods left our world behind, their deeds, along those with along with those of Aberneth, passed into myth and legend. And that is almost, a lot of that is taken from the first page of Kirby's New God series.
0: hmm Because, of
3: course, Scioli is Kirby remixed with Insanity. Yes. <laughs> and so for this uh, book, our point of view character is Scarlet. Well, huh. I to, uh,
1: if you can have a point of view character,
3: I mean, it, it has a point of view character as much as any seoli book does, because it also uh, features narration, which is which are handwritten letters written by Snake Eyes to his sister.
1: Oh, which hey, has Snake Eyes ever had a sister before?
3: I think so, yes, because this was a thing in the oh. old Larry Hama GI Joe comics where he'd be writing letters
1: because was
3: oh. internal no okay. thoughts.
1: Oh, I, I've never actually read any
3: Hama. Comes up a little in the back matter. Ooh. And so yeah, we almost get like a montage of scenes of the Autobots uh, fighting alongside the Autobots, or the Joes fighting alongside the Autobots. Uh, we get the, the, uh, Cobra, which here includes Serpentor, who was not in the, uh, original series much.
0: Really? He wasn't? That seems he was a, like it, someone he would love.
3: Well, it was in plot, and there's a whole subplot here, where uh Cobra Commander, much like he was in G.I. Joe the movie, was like part of an ancient race of snake people. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, of course. And at the end of the series, he had impregnated the Baroness with the future Serpentor.
0: Oh. Oh? Oh. oh.
1: Okay.
3: But Dude. here he's just hanging out with all the other Cobra guys. Yeah. As you do, yes, and we get a, a brief adaptation of the uh, of the one issue in uh, the original series where Scarlet was confined to a mental hospital and uh, convinced that uh, GI Joe and the Transformers were both the inventions of a toy company in the 80s, <laughs> which gave us the amazing detail that uh, it was invented by three Hasbro executives named Cy, Bert, and Ron. <laughs> oh. okay. Anyway, this ends with her busting out of this mental hospital, which is actually in Scorponok and oh, becoming Optimus Prime's headmaster. Uh, yeah,
1: s- somehow, like out of nowhere.
3: Well, it, uh, it happens out of nowhere because this is only 20 pages and it's trying to cram 13 books of insanity. Yeah,
1: and, and most pages are like re big panels and, and although the the page where she turns into the head it like has the best page in the entire thing where the Autobots and the Joes are just walking at the viewer and it says slow-mo.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because like we said, Tom Scioli loves Michael Bay. Yes. <laughs> and actually, in the ish in the uh in the main series, uh Scarlet becomes Scorpinox headmaster.
1: Oh. Okay.
3: Going so far as to have her ponytail styled in the shape of a scorpion sting.
1: Oh, okay. So she turns herself into a Power Rangers villain.
3: Uh, kind of, yes. <laughs> so yeah, there's, uh, there's fighting. There is a crazy Starscream fight between him and Snake Eyes where, where Starscream is partially transforming in midair.
1: Yeah, he he. Starscream blocks Snake Eyes' sword with his hands in the classic way that it does not work in samurai movies, so he can't kill Cobra Commander because they're both voiced by the same
3: guy. Yes. But I guess it would work if you know you were a giant robot and your hands were made out of metal.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It would work with metal because well, human hands don't work because swords are really sharp and they will cut through your palm. Yes.
3: And anyway, uh Hawk has his ancestors tomahawk. He cuts off uh both Scorpion or both Cyclonus's head and then Destro's face.
0: How yeah. his face is with metal. the sound
3: effect Hawk. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. Can, I was like the the sound effects in this are the best part to me. <laughs> Rock'em sock'em.
3: Yes. Yeah, Megatron gets punched in the face. Get a big uh, robot standoff. But then finally Optimus Prime's true head is returned to him by uh Laserbeak, Flint, I think Stalker, and Cosmos. And Alpha Tron says, as it is foretold, Autobot and Decepticon together will crown the king of the universe.
0: Oh. Yo Joe.
3: This book is nuts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well the original was pretty nuts.
3: Uh but then before and uh, Cobra Commander almost gets away, but then they catch him, and uh Roadblock punches his face off. <laughs>
1: well, like, every Joe punches him while Wheeljack is hanging him from his parachute. Yes. Roadblock just gets the last punch. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: And you see his face, it is super messed up. And, surprise, Snake Eyes takes off his mask, and Cobra Commander is his father. He says, Daddy, Snake Eyes can talk. Well, it, it, it's all messed up. He talked a couple of times in the Hammer comics, but it was sort of very strained. Oh. Like, he could talk, but with great difficulty.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and here we know he's, even besides him saying, Daddy, to Cobra Commander, we know they're related because Cobra Commander's face is like pink chewing gum, and, and half of Snake Eyes' face is pink chewing gum.
3: Well, I half think that's a coincidence, because I think it's just that Cobra Commander's been punched so many times that his face is like raw hamburger, and Snake Eyes had the scarring.
1: Uh And then he recognizes his death. Oh, that's what? And that's the end of the comic? Like?
3: Well, that's, that's your sequel hook.
1: For Transformers versus
3: GI Joe two.
1: That, that's the end of the comic comic part. Right after that is the credits page, like a movie credits, straight out of Star Wars.
3: Yes, uh.
1: Has some good jokes.
3: All, all, yes, all the, all the Joes have like the regular names. Uh, the Transformers are played by actors with pun names. Like Optimus Prime is played by O. Ryan Paxton. <laughs>
1: Megatron is himself. Wheeljack is Alitalia.
3: Starscream is McDonnell Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, Bumblebee is BB Goldbug.
1: <laughs> I feel bad at laughing at that. In Shioli Vision, where
3: available. Yes.
1: No talking cars were harmed in the making of this comic.
3: And then we get a couple of magazine articles about the making of the film. The best
1: part? Maybe. You get a
3: look behind the, the special effects as all the, uh, all the Transformers <laughs> are played by guys in suits. <laughs> yes.
1: It, it's Shirley as the director explaining that they used practical effects more than CGI effects in this comic book adaptation of a movie that doesn't exist. And <laughs> I mean that that's an that's a great like selling the gag, but it's also like Shirley are are you on medication? Have you been taking it all? Are, are you okay? I just. Are you okay, Mia?
3: <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, they mentioned that, uh, O'Ryan Paxton is a Shakespearean actor. He's a little <laughs> old for Transformers, but he watches Rescue Boss with his grandchildren.
1: <laughs> that part is, uh, it's good. I couldn't not read that in a British accent.
3: I was just kind of reading it as, uh, Peter Cullen. Cause he's kind of got the Peter Cullen mustache.
0: <laughs> Yay! I
1: guess. Yeah. And then there's the director's commentary for every page.
3: Well we got that in the previous issues as well, except with that it was John Barber who was sort of having conversation with Scioli, whereas this is just Scioli uh conversing with himself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um and then we get the uh apparently he he sketched this out in twenty fourteen. Uh three years ago at this point. And so we see all of his sketch out pages uh reproduced which are awfully close to what we ended up with
1: yeah they they also like i would almost swear this was drawn by our old friend andrew they, there <laughs> is a certain similarity
3: there and yeah this uh we get a pinup of cobra commander ride and ravage uh, the original sketch for the free comic book day cover ooh and nice. uh Another pinup of, uh, a Bunch of Joes and Bumblebee coming out of, uh, of Optimus Prime's trailer. Yeah. And then an ad for the entire collection. The quintessential collection, the most bombastic crossover this universe has ever seen.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is like, I I wanted that in like one solid book to read just sometime, but after reading this, now I don't, cause what? this is madness. No, uh, of like, course it's madness. But, but it's like not fun madness, it's just moving so quickly from one thing to another that there's no point in stopping even like segments that are like four scenes of them, or four pages of them catching Cobra Commander at the end. It, I
3: didn't like this. I mean this is, this definitely doesn't have as much room to breathe as the, uh, as the others.
1: Maybe I'll get it, but th- it's, uh the pace of this just I I didn't like.
3: I mean I I do recommend it. But I just because there is so much inspired lunacy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's more lunacy in, in, in the entire thirteen issue series than, than this. The the Cliff Notes version of mm-hmm.
3: Madness. I mean I mean this does omit some of my favorite parts like the Cobra Law stuff. Uh,
1: the craziest bit.
3: There's a whole issue of the ancient uh Duke versus Destro thing. <laughs> nice. Uh, there's a bunch of Ultra Magnus, which I always appreciate because I like Ultra Magnus.
0: Yeah. You
3: get it's the origin of the Quintessons,
1: which I I can only imagine makes no damn sense to anyone else.
3: Well, that they used to be five guys who united into one guy. Ah. Uh-huh.
1: So it's the simplest but craziest explanation.
3: I mean, it's been crazy. They they. Uh, they use the word quintessence in there a lot. <laughs> and of course, there's the whole part where the Earth transforms into a giant robot.
1: Well, yeah, that, that page okay. alone is awesome.
3: Uses us... Uh, I think it's Australia uses it as a shield.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, all the continents just suddenly get out of scale.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, they have to. And I... I I'm, I'm not sure if I like this so much as an individual issue, but just as as a taste of uh, of what we had, <laughs> a reminder of uh, that madness, which we may never see the likes of again.
1: Not, maybe not for Transformers or GI Joe. I mean, I'm
3: kind of tempted to get that. Uh, oh, it's uh, that Cave Carson series that DC is putting out because Scioli is doing five page Super Friends backups. <laughs> oh wow! Ooh. I may just wait until they, like, put out a uh, collection of it, if they mm. do that. Mm. Because, I mean, I don't, I'm not a big DC guy, but uh, Tom Scioli doing Super Friends, I would love.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems appropriate.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I'd like them to give him the, the reins of, like, do the comic book of some other old Hasbro property, like visionaries. Like, future science wizards with giant summoned snails. He could go... Crazy balls with that. Oh, I mean,
3: or, or just let him do everything. Like visionaries versus inhumanoids.
1: <laughs> yeah, just just take like three or four different Hasbro things. They're not doing anything with stick like, robotics uh,
3: in there. Yeah. Oh, did still sell robotics? I I would I I, I assumed robotics was the thing they just owned. Probably. Okay, hear well, me out on this
2: idea. Tom Scioli bringing back Simon Furman's brute force. <laughs>
3: I would before, yes. although Marvel does own it, and they actually did bring it back a couple of years ago. Yeah,
1: yes, hey, Deadpool with Deadpool, it, it was a really good issue. Um,
0: why would you do that? I mean, I know why because Deadpool <laughs> is a humor comic, and that's hilarious.
1: Well, it was awesome. <laughs> yes. There was a, was it a killer whale or was it a
3: blue whale? It was a killer whale because they were up against like a fake, crooked Sea World.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that was that was a good weird little
0: comic. All right, so.
3: All right, I so guess... yes, that that is Transformers versus GI Joe, the movie, and God willing, give my give Michael Bay this man's phone number. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, thank That's you me. very much. Oh, see, you. You. My oh, see you over and, in a uh, stasis pod.
3: Anytime you need me to talk about this or Michael Bay movies. I'm your man.
0: Oh, we'll come back later this summer. <laughs> we'll have the Michael Bay. Yay! Now Hi, we're Rob. transitioning to Rob. Hi, Rob. <laughs>
1: Thanks
2: again to Rob for uh, coming in to talk and uh kind of running a bit long, so we're going to push off our conversation about Lost Light until, everyone, until next week.
0: Yes, so we don't destroy our tenuous voices. Uh yeah. but yeah, so we will be talking about those next week. Uh and any news that happens to happen in the meantime. Uh so until then, this is Jen and Alex. And David. Goodbye. Yay, we did an episode.